You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Tell me you love me. I need a good laugh. I'm holy water. You need a good bath. Whiskey and perfume. You had a nightcap. Now how about that? I've got a new friend. A perfect stranger. He's got a bullet with your name in the chamber. I'm body organ. Rearranger. You feel my With Jay Dubs and Rocky. And Nora. We're broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Rock in Royal Oak, Michigan. Be sure to find us at podcastdetroit.com. What time is it? It's Nooner time. Somebody bring me a mirror. Hello. <laughs> Happy, Happy hump, day. hump day. What yeah. day is it, Rocky? Hump day. Rocky, yeah, yeah. get off your phone. Hold on, Jackie. No, hold on. Not hold on. Minutes. It's what is she doing? What are you doing? It's somebody. important what I'm doing. So no, it's not. It is get very off important. The phone. Well, hi, ladies. Hi. Hi. Um, Look at you, you all know, looking like a school teacher hey, today. I mm-hmm. have on my vintage. I know my vintage dress. And as soon as you heard. Who we had booked today? Yeah. You you have not stopped talking about this I know. dress. I just you it just is don't know. Adorable. It came all the way across the pond. Yeah. yeah, from where England, right? From England. Yes, that's that's where the pond is, Jackie. Yeah, across the pond. Well, yeah. I don't know, but you know what? Honestly, though, I would have never pictured you wearing this. Oh, I can really? totally picture you. Right. No, no, just, I mean just because the, her style is so eclectic. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the, doesn't this kind of look like the school teacher, the apple? Yeah, she like, said, I the look teacher like a school an apple, bring <laughs> the te- sexy What's little. that saying? Bring the teacher an apple and get and good grades or, or later something. Oh, what? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, that is true nowadays. <laughs> like, I'll bite that apple. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take that back. <laughs> nope, anyway. Okay, you know the there. only thing that I find, like, okay, so the really young kids, that obviously that's disgusting, but mm-hmm. like... You're putting teachers who are in their 20s yes. around yes. kids who yes. are like 17. Right. Yes. I was dating right. guys in their 20s when yes. I they were teachers. But yep. yeah. I mean, I feel like, come on. Like, and, and the really, 17 why is that so appalling? They, you know, they they're look doing like they're 25. Right. Well, and so they're exactly. doing it with each other anyway. You know what I mean? Like, it's like. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Obviously, when they're younger, yep. like that's. This, I mean, that's just. This show I don't want to think about any little kids. does not condone. No, we do not condone on any of that stuff. I'm just saying. Just yes. and opinions of Rocky. Rocky. Yes, <laughs> I'm just saying it's no, not. I mean, that's true. it's not we that. That's true. Yeah, that's good. And, and honestly, right. it's like, mm-hmm. how do we get to the subject? I'm just saying that because like, she's wearing her apples and her school yeah. teacher. Yeah, but I just think it's like, I don't. I like. I see some of the things, and it's like, teacher. 
caught with 17 year old student. I was like, well, he's hot. I'd probably do it too. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) But then the teacher's only like, what, 22? Yeah, and that's the thing. They're so close in age. And it's like, it's it's the, what about the, 11 year old, that's, 12 year old. Here's well, the thing. That's, 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 that's up so on a whole other level. Yeah. And the, yeah. the, like, to me, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I was old school. I waited until I was much older to lose my virginity and all that stuff. So I think any kid diddling each other well, is like screwed up. You know what I mean? I never lost my. I have five kids. I had an immaculate. Yeah. You have five immaculate conception kids. Five of yes. Wow. Thank you very much. Wow. Yeah, I know. See, I knew you were holy. Address. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, so okay. Anyway. We oh. know what today is today, yes. is, right? On a more serious note. Yes. Yeah. So um, we were we were talking about this, and we we every each one of us we want to share where we were mm-hmm. when when you know the towers came down, and mm-hmm. and you know, Kalisha, her daughter, um, Amaya, she was probably. Not quite a year, I don't think. And I was babysitting that day and I was getting ready to go somewhere and I was getting her in her little baby seat Mm -hmm. and she was sitting in front of the TV while I was running, trying to get stuff. And I just happened to see the towers go down on, you know, and I hadn't heard anything before that. I just happened to look at the TV and I saw the towers go down and Mm -hmm. I was like, is that a movie? You know that I thought it was a movie. Yeah. And then when they started saying stuff, it was like I just froze. Yeah. So I was kind of stuck. I've stuck in that time. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I remember I was, well, you were in school mm-hmm. and I, John Paul was at home mm-hmm. and we only watched Barney, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so I didn't even know anything was happening. Know. My friend called me and okay. she goes, you need to turn on the news mm-hmm. right now. And I was like, well, we're watching Bernie. Mm-hmm. She goes, no, like, right now. So yeah. I did, and that was that. Yeah. I yes. was in Mrs. Schultz class, and I don't remember much about my childhood. Like, I, and we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. I, for some reason, just don't remember things. Mm-hmm. And I remember that day. And I remember sitting in class, and I, again, like, I only remember this part of this. And, there was an announcement made that the football game had been canceled because of a plane crash. And I thought in mm-hmm. my four, you know, whatever, yeah. fourth grade brain, a plane crashed on the field. field yeah. um, and that's why they right. couldn't have a game because why else would? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. couldn't even fathom like mm-hmm. something like that, you know, would right. be a thing, you know. So in my little brain, I pictured a little tiny plane crashing on the football field mm-hmm. and that's why we couldn't mm-hmm. have a game, mm-hmm. you know. And then she pulled us out early and I was like, this is so weird. Mm-hmm. What's going on? You know, and you think you picked me up and then we went to get Olivia and mm-hmm. then you explained to me in the car what had yeah. happened. Were a lot of people, le- a lot of kids leaving yes, early? Yeah. People yeah. were getting called down to yeah. the office left and right yeah. and it was like yeah. really crazy. Parents were mm-hmm. everywhere and like, yeah, and the teachers were all... You know, talking amongst yeah, themselves. Everybody and, was scared because yeah. I mean, you didn't know if it was going to hit someplace right, yeah. else. You know, right? Where you were, yeah, it so. was really, it was really crazy. Yeah, yeah. but um, so I can't we, believe it's been eighteen years. Yeah, I know it doesn't years, feel like eighteen years. So that's crazy. Yeah. We actually went to the nine eleven memorial. That yeah, is I know how we you were guys were. Yeah, yeah and it was unbelievable. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It was unbelievable. I was actually just texting my friend. Uh, so I. When I went back in January, I went back to the 9-11 Memorial. Cause just, oh, did you? Yep. Oh, I didn't And uh, we didn't do the tour, but uh-huh. we went to Ground Zero mm-hmm. and saw yeah. the memorial and stuff. And I was actually, that's who I was texting. It was my friend. I'm not going to name his name because I didn't get permission. But um, he's in New York. Yeah, he's born and raised in New York. And he 
and I, I filmed him telling his story about his experience at because he was really little. He, mm-hmm. I think he was in like second grade or something. And his mom worked two buildings over from the 9-11. So she witnessed the planes. I'm like literally mm-hmm. getting chills just talking about it. Oh, wow. But she witnessed the planes crashing. Flying, and it yeah. is. She did. Yeah. And it was. It, and, you know, the New Yorkers that I know. Yeah. And that, you know we're part of everything. It is right. so like, you know, even Tommy, when right. we, we talked to him about it, he, yep. he said it, it is truly a day they will never forget. Right. And they, you know, he talked about his experience, but um, my friend's experience who lives there, he, um, you know, from his perspective, his mom worked, she saw the first tower get hit. They evacuated their buildings wow. um, because they didn't know. They didn't know if it was a, they assumed mm. it was an accident. They mm-hmm. didn't know. And then the second tower hit and it was, you know, obviously like became apparent what was happening and just the things that she witnessed because she, she walked out of her building. There's debris everywhere. You can't really see mm-hmm. two feet in front of you. And all of a sudden like people are falling. Mm-hmm. And um, so she uh, was like frozen and somebody, she doesn't, still to this day didn't know they grabbed her and pulled, and pulled her in her the, car yeah. and wow. so there was four wow. strangers sitting in this car waiting for wow. it just to, to be over mm-hmm. you know and so um now where was your friend his, he so like, daycare he, or? yeah he mm. was like in school and so his uncle pulled him out of school okay. like you know i think he you know he was little and 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 um his everyone in that area was evacuated mm-hmm. so they were i think they were evacuated I, I can't remember where he said exactly. It was either Brooklyn or like one of the mm-hmm. boroughs, you know. So they were evacuated, but all the phone lines were down. Mm-hmm. So they he didn't know whether his mom was, was alive, alive. For, oh, like, yeah. for days mm-hmm. after until finally they got a call mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know, she went to a cousin's house and they were able to make contact. Yeah, because they, they closed everything off, They right? closed everything. And then you couldn't get yeah. in or out. So. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and it's that's... crazy now, too. So I, you know, I, I asked him, you know, um, like what, like if that were to happen today, like what would happen? He mm. said, well, they moved you know they have a base and so he they you know if a plane flies too mm-hmm. low they'll call they, you know they yeah. make they get one warning and if they don't they send fighter jets yeah. out and the and they, jets move them mm-hmm. so i thought that was really crazy wow mm-hmm. it's but, just mm-hmm. I, I don't know it's just amazing every yeah. time i it makes me emotional about, like yeah <laughs> yeah you know yeah. i mean how could yeah. you not be yeah right you know? so yeah it's crazy <sighs> but, oh gosh yeah. Well, the, one thing too that blows me away about New Yorkers is their the resilience. Yeah. You know, oh, they were like, yeah. we're going to go back and we're going to, you know, right. we're not going to like, this isn't going to mm, right. hang us up. Like, you know, we're never going to forget, but we'll, right. we'll persevere through anything. And right. that kind of mentality, I think, sets the tone for. Yeah. Well, I watched so a little much. bit of it on TV this morning and it, they had a lot of the um, children that are older now oh. reading the names. Mm. So mm, that gosh. was even sadder. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Wow. Oh, well, well, I know we're uh, talking about uh, this right now, but I do want to move over. So, you know, this time of year, kids are back in school. Fall's coming. Yes. Yes. And it's here. Yes, mm-hmm. it is upon us. But one thing that I know for me personally, and I think I talked to you guys about this, is that I know that trick, like, you know, I've, I've been very open about my mental health issues mm-hmm. on the show. And I've, tracked it you know over the years and for some reason the season's changing Mm -hmm. both spring and summer set off my depression Mm -hmm. so you know there is a thing and everyone in michigan knows that you everyone has the winter blues you know they talk about that but Mm -hmm. seasonal affective disorder yeah i just looked it up yes that's an actual thing it is um 
I hmm. don't think that's what my problem is. But <laughs> um, so I did kind of, you know, just because this time yeah, I'm like, I started taking my medication because I've been doing so well. You know, I yeah. backed it off to like every other day or every couple of days. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like back on it every day, making sure I don't fall off the wagon here. Um, but I did do a little research. If you do get seasonal blues mm-hmm. like I do, just some little things that you can do to navigate around that. And one of the things they said is because the daylight, you know, mm-hmm. affects a lot of people. Yeah. Upping your vitamin D, you know, if you don't take yeah. a vitamin D supplement. Mm-hmm. To start incorporating that. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other thing was to get outside. Um, you know, just go to a cider mill, go to whatever, mm-hmm. go skiing, mm-hmm. skating, whatever in the winter. And then the other thing, my personal favorite was snack on dark chocolate. Oh, <laughs> are you sure really? that was listed? <laughs> not on there. It I was not there. there. It, was oh, the, wow. it was one of the natural things you can do. Really? Did you read that in have... the Daily Mail? <laughs> no, I, I looked it up. It came up in Her a science. couple different. And yeah, 100%. But, uh, no, it came up in a couple different things. Well, And dark chocolate is good for you. It has right. antioxidants, right. blah, blah, blah. Right. It's actually... You know, right. It is actually, but you know, in small amounts, not the amount I eat, but you but, know, <laughs> but you were just saying, you know, get out more and just, yeah, you know, yeah. but see, that's the thing. It's like, you know, cause I'll, I'll, if it's gloomy, yeah, that it's makes me out. not want to go even more, yeah, right. you know, no, so right, same it's way. like, right. yeah. And then if yeah. it's rainy, oh, you can forget it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Especially right, right, if I don't have to be right. anywhere. I'm not, yeah, I'm not right. going out. So yeah. what are you going to do? Well, yeah. I'm definitely, I think, I mean, she's going to eat chocolate. Well, yeah. I mean, I put, Mocha and my coffee. Yeah, <laughs> already. I've already got my daily dose. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, well, I mean, I've been working out a lot more. So keeping on that, that right? Really working good out with that. has been, yeah. So that's I'm another very thing they said. Um, I have been meditating a lot more. That was another thing hmm. that they said. So I think I'm on, I'm going to be fine this year. Good. Honestly. That's great. So, I know you're going to be fine. Yeah. 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 You know, it's, I think being aware is like, yeah, ninety percent right. of the problem is that's like true. when you realize, okay, all right, this time of year is coming up. You gotta mm-hmm. right. take extra care, you know. Well, that's good. Extra though. TLC. Yeah, that's yeah. good yeah. that you tracked it and you know. Yeah. Um. So, so that you can plan for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. So. Um, well, speaking of uh, Tommy in New York, um, he's going to be on our show. I know. He told me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm nervous. <laughs> I know. I'm I, nervous. T- I you tell are everybody not. This. Are you? Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. She's Listen, so scared of him. I'm She'll so- camp out here, <laughs> even though he's calling in. <laughs> I know. I'm not kidding. There's two people that scare me. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Is this one over here? Uh huh. J Dub, she's supposed know, to. Dude, no. Scares the shit out of me. Okay, and Not Tommy. True. Okay. Those two. Anytime, like, she, well, I'm gonna take that as a compliment. Listen, uh-huh. I'm, I'm at Tommy's yeah. level there. Yeah. Let me tell you something. When she calls me, I could be doing nothing wrong. Yeah, you like, grab I could that be phone, doing, don't and you? And I look. Well, no, I like look, and I'm like, all right, turn the music down. Yeah. Nobody I talk. I look at my dog. I'm like, don't make noise. Mom's calling. <laughs> You're usually doing something wrong. No, I'm not like <laughs> well, no, she's you. normally like, dude, really? You're not doing anything tonight? Oh my god. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Go do something yeah. wrong, please. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. So will so you wear anyway. your wig to New York? No. Or wait for the interview, phone interview. Oh, I don't know. No, I did get permission, though, that I don't have to wear it all the time. Oh, and actually, good. I need a replacement. Mine is so bad. It's so gross, and it does not lay flat anymore. So <laughs> I need a replacement. So I've Your hair looks so good at the Arts Beats and Eats. Hey, yeah. It was, it was beautiful. She's got beautiful the other thing, hair. too, is like, because I... You know, I like to rock out. I know. So it's like, you with my wig on, I'm always so bright. It's going to like right. fall off. 
feel like it's going to start just like shifting a little bit, you know? Because like, they will. Yeah. Well, that like, would be funny. You know, now it's That like, would be a great show. Well, you know, and then honestly, I was, I've always been so nervous about it. And then when Cardi B ripped her wig off oh, on, yeah. it, on stage, I was like, yeah. oh, I'm fine. Yeah. Cardi B can take hers off. But oh, everybody yeah. knows. Slip there, a it's, little, a wig, you know? it's a wig, yeah. wig culture now. So oh, yeah. if it falls off, it's right. like you just keep going. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, what the heck. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I always make sure my hair looks cute underneath. Like I always yeah. braid mm-hmm. it, you know, so it looks. Yeah. So just if it does case. come off, you yeah. know what I mean? It's not going to look like. Because sometimes I just shove it in there and it's like it comes off. And <laughs> but, oh, boy. All right. We've got an exciting show here I today. Know. I'm so Yes. Let's get uh, going here. Wear the headphones so you know what's going on. I'll do it right after that. It's stuck. <laughs> what? Excuse me? Yeah. It's- Mom, are you there? Can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear. <laughs> All right, guys. You are listening to The Nooner Show. We appreciate your support, and we hope you get inspired to take a leap of faith. Don't forget to subscribe to The Nooner Show wherever you listen to podcasts. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at The Nooner Show. Our show today is sponsored by The Parlor in Hadley, Michigan. It is a pizza... Ria, where pizza rocks. Um, let's see here. And we are also sponsored by the makers of Dope Water. If you can be anything, why not be dope? Yeah. This segment is designed to showcase the stories of talented individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, and turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, and most of all, inspiring. For many people, the idea of figuring out what you're meant to do in this life can be a struggle. The phrase, find your purpose, can seem like an unachievable concept. According to the many notable motivational gurus, purpose is often discovered through passion. For business owner Nikki Nushal, did I say that right? I got it. (laughs) Uh, This could not be more true. This native Texan lover... Or loved to shop and dress in vintage clothing, realizing one day that her collection had gotten so big, she made the decision to turn her passion into profits. She and her husband relocated to Detroit and opened a brick-and-mortar store called Flamingo Vintage. The beautiful store opened its doors earlier this year. The store offers a mixture of men and women's clothing, as well as furniture and home decor. In an era where... There's a movement for authenticity and individuality. Nikki's enthusiasm and knowledge has already earned Flamingo Vintage a reputation for being one of the most top shop stores in Detroit. Welcome to the Nooner Show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, like I said before we started the show, these guys... We're so excited. Oh. Nora's like, I have a vintage dress I'm going to wear. I got it in yes. London. <laughs> so first of all, congratulations yeah. on the Thank store you. opening. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Pretty recent. You said you had yes. the soft opening in December yep. and then yep. an official launch like three months ago. Yep, exactly. And how's it going so far? Things are going really well. Yeah, things mm. are going well. So let's start off with what is vintage clothing? Is it different than secondhand like explain that a little bit. Yeah, so vintage clothing is technically 20 years and older. So anything oh, okay. older than 20 years is considered to be vintage. Anything oh, okay. newer than that is resale. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. And so yours is vintage. Like everything you find and you sell is all of it's 20. old. Really? Nothing new. Look at how that how excited she is. I know. It's all old. Um, yeah. So Nikki, we were talking about um 
prior to you opening up this uh, store, you were in the appraisal business, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was working for an estate sale company prior to opening the store in Detroit. Okay. So my husband and I moved here. Um, I was actually sourcing for my stores in Texas when we would come up here. So I have two different locations in Texas that I still sell out of. So, oh, really? Yeah. So I opened a brick and mortar in Texas um, in College Station five years ago. That was my first store. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And we would come up to Detroit to visit and I would go to estate sales and they are way better here. Really? Wow. Way really? better here. So yeah. for three years, I sourced for my Texas store from, from Detroit here. estate wow. sales. Really? Wow. So we made the move to come up here because I just love the architecture and the clothes. I mean, there's a real story. There's a real past of the city. The 40s and 50s was the Paris of the Midwest. In the 40s and 50s, Texas was rural, right? I mean, Texas was like cowboys and ranchers. Mm -hmm. I mean, right? Yeah. (laughs) So, like, our textile history here is completely different. There's a lot more older clothes here, a lot more quality garments just floating around, still, like, you know, Mm -hmm. waiting for that moment to happen. So, We moved here three years ago, and I started looking for a store. I did a pop-up for seven months in Midtown in the Cass Collective. So what exactly is a pop-up? Like, Basically, you take all of your things, and you pop up at a location for a day. Mm -hmm. So like an event, a festival, Mm -hmm. music festivals, you can do pop-ups, art shows, vintage markets. Oh, cool. Just anywhere where you set Mm -hmm. your clothes up for a day, or sometimes pop-ups can be months. Mm -hmm. Just depends. How how did you do? when you had the pop-up I did pretty well yeah yeah Yeah. so I moved here three years ago I um, took retail boot camp through tech town I wanted to kind of learn about the entrepreneurial spirit in Detroit because it's quite different than Texas Mm -hmm. they have a lot of incentives here for business owners Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. so I started taking classes kind of like continuing education just building on the knowledge that I already had and then um, they actually got me into um, the pop-up in Midtown. I was there for seven months. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I really got to kind of like test my audience base there, oh, you know, because I made great. the move here right. and just said, I'm going to open a store here and didn't really test it out before. I was mm-hmm. just like, this is going to work. Mm-hmm. Right? Wow. And, um, <laughs> yeah. So you you didn't doubt it at all? No. You wow. just... I- no, because that's don't. a that's a huge risk. It, it really yeah. is. Like, but what made you not want to do it online? I mean, I sell online, and mm-hmm. I was selling online at the time as well. But to be honest with you, the only time that I feel really like completely comfortable as myself is when I'm selling clothes face to face with mm-hmm. people. Wow. Like for me, there is no other option. Like talk about depression and stuff. Mm. If I'm not talking to people and selling clothes in that environment. I just, I'm like, I'm lost. I'm like, what do I wow. do? Wow. Well, what is it about that experience that satisfies you? No clue. Or what? what <laughs> I'd love to know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just find fulfillment in it. I really, I feel like when I was kind of, you know, back when we were talking about how I was analyzing my strengths and weaknesses and mm-hmm. what could I do for the rest of my life that I would find fulfillment in, I think at that moment I was like, well, I have to sell vintage clothes. I mean, there's no other. There's no other way. And um, I've really never looked back from that moment. That moment I realized that that was what I was going to do. I never mm-hmm. really doubted it from there. Well, how was your, how was your husband oh, in all of this? literally took the, my question yeah. out of my mind. Sorry. <laughs> He's Son a, of a bitch. First of all, does he wear vintage clothes? <laughs> right. Yes, he, of course. Of okay. course. He does? Yes, of wow, course. So okay. Oh, wow. into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. a lot of them I might pick out. But. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's fine. That's great, though. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So um, after Midtown, I did a pop-up in downtown in Campus Martius. They have these little mm-hmm. glass houses. They're mm-hmm. like a Quicken Loans Christmas market. Yeah. So I did downtown. And then after that, I mean, it went so well that I was like, wow, now I have to find a place to mm-hmm. sell, right? Wow. So I started looking in different neighborhoods and being from Texas. I've lived in Mexico for a few years after college. I'm oh, wow. pretty frequent, you know, pretty fluent in Spanish. And so I just really felt comfortable in southwest Detroit, Mexican town area. Mm -hmm. So I started working with a realtor, took about a year and a half, and he would just drive me around in his car and show me properties. Mm -hmm. Be like, this one is this, and this one you could do this. And I'm like, "Mm, that's close. That's not it. Wow. So did how you, did you know? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was going to ask you the same <laughs> yeah. thing. Go when ahead. you found the right yeah. spot, I mean, how did, did it just was like, oh, this is like, it. Like, did you know what you wanted? Yeah. yeah well, third time's the charm because there were two properties that mm. I fell in love with before that. And then when we started to kind of like look into the cost of renovations or the permits on the city level and signage allowance and et cetera and traffic flow, I was just like, no, mm-hmm. those aren't going to work. And I had a very specific idea in mind of what I wanted it to look like. I wanted an antique looking store with an apartment above. Mm. And um, when I found the place, actually, my husband was out of town and I signed the letter of intent on the place. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's mine. (laughs) I mean, right. He has has his own career. So I'm the only one who runs, you know, I mean, this is my business. And um so anyways, when he came back in town, I was like, I found my place. Isn't it cute? <laughs> Isn't it cute? And he um, he helped with a lot of the renovations. He did a lot of the plaster work and painting, and we did a lot of demo. It took about six months to renovate the place. Wow. And, well, and I, I read that um, you also looked at old photos and took yeah. all that into consideration, which I thought was really interesting mm-hmm. because a lot of times when people buy a a building or, you know, or taking something over. They want to make it their own and yeah. they don't look at the history. Yeah. And, and I read that you, you did, you were, you were very interested in what the history was of the building. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, well, at first the, it was occupied. So there was a tenant in there and he was going out of business. Mm. And so when I found the place, he was in there, you know, and I don't think it's standard to like introduce yourself. You know, you, yeah. you usually probably just wait until yeah. they, but right. I needed to know that like he wasn't getting pushed out and that something bad oh. wasn't going down for me. Yeah. Mm. Because that community is so tight knit that I didn't want it to be a scenario where I'm coming into something and there's a salty taste really right. in anybody's yeah. mouth about right. it. Right. Right. Yeah. right. That's so, so I, smart. So I met the previous tenant and he was like, no, you know, I'm really relieved. I have a family. I'm going to get a, a full time job. I'm done with retail. And he had a going out of business sale and sold everything. Wow. I mean, like two days early, too. So he had it cleaned out and like ready sooner than he was supposed oh, wow. to. So it worked out well for him. And it worked out well for me. And I got his blessing to, you know, move forward with mm-hmm. it. So while I was in there talking to him, this woman came in randomly and she was like, hey, my family used to live here and work here. Oh, wow. And we ran this store for a really long time. And I have some photos <gasps> from the 40s. Wow. Everything it looks like. happens for a reason. Oh, what wow. are the chances? You know, if I hadn't have done due diligence to make sure Mm -hmm. that everything was going to be fine before I moved into this place, then I would have never met her. And so she came in and showed me these photos of what it looked like originally. And I'm just such a sucker for, I mean, it's Art Deco. The building's 1917. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of original fixtures and mannequins and 
old glass display cases and tin ceilings. I mean, it's just like, how could I not, you know, put all of that back together? Mm -hmm. Right. So the photos were really um, the photos were really a game changer for me because I got to see how things were merchandised and I literally put them back where they were. Wow. Wow. Really? So crazy. That's so cool. That is really a cool I t- story. I t- I'm telling you everything. Yeah. And I, I just like just listening to you talk how prepared you are. Like you you yeah. didn't just come and say, well, I'm just going to open a right. store. You went to the classes. You know, you did right. all the yeah. work you were supposed to yeah. do. And then right. the lady walks in right yeah. at the yeah. time that you did So in. crazy. Yeah. I know. Totally mm. confirming yeah. 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 That, yeah. that was the right place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Wow. Wow, that is amazing. <laughs> so that's my store. So mm. um, with the store now, do you... Like, what's your clientele like? Like, because I feel like now, like, in this age, you know, being a trendsetter Mm -hmm. is so much more important than following the trends. Yeah. What's your clientele like when with people that come in? Well, thankfully, we have a mixture of really everybody. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be inclusive to just one type of clientele, Mm -hmm. which is really kind of against what they teach you in business models Mm -hmm. and business classes they always say have a target audience and really aim for that demographic right but i feel like in that neighborhood in particular it's important to have a community space where we can all shop because Mm -hmm. there aren't many retail options over there Mm -hmm. right so that being said we've got a price point some jewelry is like five dollars and then we have a few designer dresses that are 150 200 Mm -hmm. most of our items are 15 to 30 dollar range so we really get like an eclectic mix Mm -hmm. of people but i would say that recently i've been doing a lot of like wardrobe rental collaborations with like models i was just getting ready to ask you that wow with the movie are you doing like movies and stuff yeah i've done a couple of like local movies a post-riot detroit film that just came out called right on it was all 1960s 1970s so i provided wardrobe for all of that we also filmed a music video for jack oates he's a local guy wow um we filmed a music video uh with nomadic madam she's also local and so we do a lot of collaborations kind of that way as well. Oh, so. that's so really cool. cool. Yeah. It's really now, fun. Yeah. yeah. I, I take it. Sounds like it. Yeah. 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 Come by. Oh, come yeah. by. I'm already coming back for me. But yeah. Yeah. You might be coming yeah, back. I know. Well, you have some videos coming up. Yeah, I do. Too. Yeah. I have quite a few so, videos coming so you, up. Cool. So you, you, um, you rent out the clothes as well. Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, I do rentals. Wow. That's really good Yeah, that is so cool. I know. We're both looking at it. We're side-eyeing each other. How do you find the merchandise well and, and what do you look for i'm currently always seasonal right but i i'm always looking for things that are seasonally appropriate and also kind of classic in their own right so mm-hmm. i do study the recent trends i read all okay. the fashion magazines i just came back from new york i worked new york fashion week two years ago wow. backstage wow. so i'm always watching i feel like what's pertinent now to the upcoming seasons right and uh, so anyways, vintage is really an opportunity to wear a one off piece that's mm-hmm. still, you know, in style. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I look for um, as far as sourcing really everywhere. Estate sales, flea markets, rummage sale. I mean, literally anywhere you can think of, mm-hmm. I'll always do a detour. I'm like, oh, barn sale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. I'm like Me in Kentucky. I I'm like, oh, yeah. got to go here. Yeah. Flea market. <laughs> 
<laughs> right wow. and pull over. So, um, but yeah. What kind of car do you have? Do you have a van? No. I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know it. Yeah, yeah. So no. Nor wants to travel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, the real question is, is, do you have an extra seat for her? That's yeah. really what of she course. wants. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yes. She will sit in the back. She doesn't need chatty. I will. So. I will. Now, yeah. now, when you when you started out and you started um, buying clothes to resell, did you buy it because it? Besides it being 20 years old, did you buy it because it was, you know, pretty clothes or like, do you try and find the historical significance to, to that spoke to era? You. Well, I feel like really because of my background, I was looking for the construction of the garment and the quality of the mm-hmm. garment. So I needed to make sure that the seams were well, if it was like a thick brocade fabric that we don't make anymore. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of our stuff is made in China now. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff, the quality is just... Yeah. In fast fashion, right? So I feel like initially I was really just looking for like well-made Close. old clothes. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And when I first opened, um, actually I was bartending my first store in Texas. I was bartending and I had no clue how I was going to get any clothes. And a guy who I was bartending with was buying storage units. Oh. And he bought a storage unit with like 10,000 pieces of vintage clothing. You're always wow. in the right place at the yeah. right time. This that's, is what you're meant what to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Like, how am I yeah. going to sell right. clothes, right? And wow. then he was like, well, I bought this unit. And wow. I was like, oh. wow. you know what I mean? So it was like that kind of lined up, right? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So when I first opened, I really... I really focused on like 40s and 50s and 60s clothing. Like mm-hmm. I would say your stereotypical pinup type, mm-hmm. right? That was really what I was into, like vintage fancy clutches, lucite purses, 50s fit and flare dresses, like very specific just women. And then I realized after being open for a little while, you know, not everyone wears that. Actually, most people don't wear that, but I wear that. Mm -hmm. So it was like after a while, you kind of shift your business model to accommodate what people were looking for. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I have some comrades throughout the years who have helped me other vintage store owners back home who would give me advice and they would Mm -hmm. just say, you know, Nikki, ask your customer what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I started doing that back home, I would ask people, you know, hey, what are you looking for? And they would say, oh, you know, a denim jacket or a band T-shirt. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And now I sell, you know, mostly that. So it's like, well, that's why, because you accommodate what your customer is looking for. Right. So it always evolves. Mm -hmm. Wow. That is so cool. And you listen. So, well, yeah, yeah that's of course. The key. Yeah, of course. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. What What would you say is um, a secret ingredient to um, having your business model be different than what other people are doing? Well, I would say that this is kind of this is a long topic, so I'll try to be brief about it. But basically, Amazon is eating up all the retail, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we have so like large retail monopolies that are taking over the right. small businesses or smaller, even malls. I mean, those aren't mm-hmm. small right. businesses, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? They're right. just yeah. they're consuming. And so really, you have to you have to think about as a business model, what sets you apart from Amazon? What would draw a customer into come to a store and try clothing on as opposed to just ordering something yeah. that's a reproduction or ordering something? off of Etsy, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And that really comes down to customer service and being like genuine yeah. and being accommodating. And if someone comes in and they're looking for a blue dress and a medium, you know, you help them mm-hmm. because you can't get that kind of compassion and generosity, 
you know, in that's many right. places. That would make me that's come back every time. That's what's missing in yeah. a lot of retail stores, oh, I period, well, yeah. for customer service. I, yeah. it's just, well, I'm not a huge yeah. Amazon shopper either. In a, mm-hmm. I'm like, and I, I will do Amazon for things like mm-hmm. household clothes. things. But yeah. I, I am still like, I have to go in. And I have to try it. it on because mm-hmm. so many yeah. things look different. And I am horrible. I never return anything mm-hmm. that yeah. I get online. Right. You know what I mean? I right. have a bathing suit that I ordered in a medium. It came in an extra small. I'm never going to be an extra small and it's sitting in my dresser. Like I'm not going to return this, you know? So it's like, that is one thing where like, I just don't think that you, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's what would make me come true. You know, is that human interaction? Right. And, and let me ask you something else. Cause it sounds like you offer an experience. It's more than just selling Mm -hmm. a piece of clothing. Yeah. Um, and the, there's got to be certain characteristics for your client versus somebody who shops at Forever 21, right? right. That mm-hmm. makes them different that you can connect with. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm thinking based on everything I've read um, and, and being connected to the music industry, there is such a movement towards being authentic and transparent mm-hmm. and doesn't clo- fashion and and music go hand in hand yes mm-hmm. so is is that a big part of it would you say is or your your clientele's trying to be um you know more authentic and different and not so mainstream yeah. and not big box stores and yeah definitely i feel like when you shop at a vintage store you already have a different mentality than people who would only shop at a big box store just because you right. understand maybe you understand the quality of garments maybe you have a certain look you're trying to pull off maybe you want to express yourself in this certain way and you can't figure out how to do that, you know? So, yeah. Wow. You know, the other thing too is cool. I watch, uh, I mean, sh- she knows this cause she lives with me, but I've been making this transition to minimalism, yeah. you know, yeah. like I've gotten rid of so much stuff. And, yeah. and so like, and the other thing too is I'm, I am somewhat like capable of, dressing myself I guess like when inspiration hits me you know but I'm not somebody who's naturally fashionable you know Mm -hmm. and so I think having that like going into a store like yours and saying okay I kind of need like I don't know I need to look cool but I don't really know what I'm doing like Mm -hmm. you can't get that oh I got you if you came in I (laughs) would have I need to look like a rock star but I have no idea what that means because I'm usually in bed by nine so yeah can can you take the old can you take my what's been the greatest find for you so far well last summer I went to this um, Jewish rummage sale it was like a Jewish church sale and it was so beautiful and um, anyways I went in and just on the rack for a dollar, I found this 1920s velvet beaded gown. Wow. I did not believe it was real. I kept looking at it, opening it up, you know, to look at the garment inside. Yeah, it was like chiffon, velvet, beads, glass beads and sequins. Yeah. Now, what would you resell that for? Well, I think I sold it for like... $150. Wow. That's an unusually large markup. We don't always have that kind of success, right? Right. And that's Mm -hmm. like the one, you know, gem. But I mean, there are lots of gems to be found around, Mm -hmm. especially, I mean, I study the garments. So I read a lot about vintage clothing and I've been selling vintage clothing for a while now. And so I feel like the more you know what labels are trending mm-hmm. in the resale environment or what styles are moving faster, et cetera, the more you really start to understand the value and what you're finding. Mm. So now so it gets better. I, I, I just want to ask about your employee. Like how many employees do you have at the store? And do when you hire them, do they you is it do you see yourself in them? Like I can 
I can have them um, love vintage like I do. Well, yeah, they do they buy it. into yeah. your, your culture? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I have two different people who work for me. Um, one of them is uh, my husband's cousin, admittedly. So one of them's family, <laughs> right? Um, but he used to be in like a glam goth. 80s band where they wore like really cool like stage leathers and outfits and stuff like that so he understands like the menswear aspect Mm -hmm. and he's very um knowledgeable and interested in learning more about vintage you know and then my other um employee she's really really cool she's very much like me okay yeah she's very much like me she's very Mm -hmm. into vintage she collects vintage for herself so she understands she wears vintage um, yeah, so she's very knowledgeable as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I definitely, I remember when, um, when my cousin first started, I mean, he's always so kind and nice anyways, and he's so good with people, but I just kind of like gave him like a mini training rundown of mm-hmm. like, listen, we're kind here. We're kind to everybody here. And I understand that, you know, sometimes, you know, we renovated a building on a strip of Werner that maybe, questionable sometimes and people might come in and you don't know if they're waiting for the bus or if they have any money or what it is mm-hmm. it doesn't matter be nice to them and treat them like they have i wow. mean because why wouldn't you right yeah. right you never wow. know well yeah. why wouldn't you you right. know exactly. so i definitely i mean not to say that he wasn't kind before but yeah. he was definitely like well this person came in and they were acting kind of weird i'm mm-hmm. like well i mean we like weird. Yeah. <laughs> we We're like good. weird here. Yeah. Be nice to them. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So yeah. do you still have the, the two places in Texas? I do, yeah. So you have yeah. a total how of three. How do you manage that? Yeah, yeah. how so do you far do that? Yeah, so away. I ship stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. I ship stuff down there. And then I go down to visit. My family's there. So mm-hmm. I get to go back every once in a while. But I'm not going anytime soon. It's too hot. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Texas. I'm out. <laughs> and, and too hot for what's me. The, what's the long term goal? Um, well, long term, ten plus years. I definitely would love to like design clothing based oh, on vintage yes. patterns. So, do you sew? You wow. sew as well? I hand sew, mm-hmm. hand stitch, and mend. Um, I can do like small alterations. I have a sewing machine, but I just, I, I have so many things. It's a mm-hmm. lot, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like every, I think everybody who likes to sew would like to sew so, more often. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't get to admittedly very often, but yeah. So you want to have like your own line of clothes? Yeah. Or? Yeah. I'd like to have, um, you know, a line of vintage reproduction clothing that's actually executed well and isn't kind of like a cheesecakey mm-hmm. over the top, like too mm-hmm. mini mouse type. I would love that. You know what I mean? I'd yeah. like to have like a really classic yeah. line that goes up to a size 24. So I've been collecting vintage pieces that I'd like to basically use as inspiration mm-hmm. for oh, the line. Cool. You know, and I um I also collect like vintage clothing reference books and old catalogs from the 40s, 50s and 60s because I really want to wow. see like, you know, the textile and how they describe mm-hmm. it and what they wore with it and how it was sewn together. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I do have a question, too. And because fashion changes so fast now, mm-hmm. like I was watching this documentary and they said it used to be you had the hot and cold and then you had the you know spring, summer, mm-hmm. fall, winter. And now you have, they said there's 52 seasons now in, in <laughs> yeah. the year, you know, yeah. with every yeah. week being a different fashion trend. Yeah. How has vintage stayed more of a staple or has it changed like as far as what people are looking for is it easier or harder to navigate in this like in the changing mm, well I, ha- I have a big store i have 2200 square feet wow, so oh, wow. i get to kind of accommodate both 
you know, wow. so I do have some things that I feel like could be in that category of the 52 seasons, mm-hmm. like could be very just this is the moment that this is having. And so mm-hmm. here it is. And then I also carry, you know, staples, things mm-hmm. that are classic neutrals. Yeah. Turtlenecks, you know, cashmere, like little things that you would, you know, kind of want to incorporate always vintage mm-hmm. denim, old Levi's, you know, those are the types of classics. Mm-hmm. And then I really feel like also that's a preference, mm-hmm. you know, like style is a preference. Yeah. So accommodating everybody is almost impossible, but I definitely try to think about, I mean, when I purchase things, I try to think about who would wear this, Mm -hmm. where are they going to wear this to, you know? That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, has there been anything that you didn't want to give up? You didn't want to sell? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Yes, actually. I <laughs> yeah. sold something recently. Okay, so for my grand opening party, I had two different dress options that I was going to wear for myself that night, right? And the mm-hmm. one that I chose to wear, I sold the other one. Really? And I sold the other dress. It was like a 50s silver dress. It had like a, like a intricate neckline with like pearls on it. I can't even explain it. It was mm-hmm. like taffeta, gorgeous, like a formal, formal dress. Anyways, so I sold it to this girl who's my size, obviously. And immediately after I sold it, I was like, no. Oh, yeah. I like, put my hand out. I was like, no. And then two weekends ago, I saw her out in Corktown. With and she it. was wearing oh. it. And it looked so cute on her. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> like questioned everything. I was like, yeah. "Why?" Yeah, I, mean, I hung it in the back for months. I was uh-huh. like, "This is mine, uh-huh. right?" Yeah. And then just in that moment, I was like, "I'm not going to wear yeah. this," and I relinquished it. And I still like literally yeah. just can well, see her wearing it. You have to give your babies that away awesome. sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say that? You got to let them fly, yeah. right? Yeah. Wow, that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Now is. you also have um. Uh, housewares, right? Decor yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like yep, that. Yep, yep, we do. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. so we have. Um, we also sell like vintage records, oh, jewelry. Now, now hats. because you opened the store here, did you start carrying that, or did you have that always? Like the always, stores too. Always oh, carried that stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. the housewares okay. are newer. Mm-hmm. Um, the housewares I didn't carry previously, only because my store back home's nine hundred square okay. feet, so it's mm-hmm. you know much smaller. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm still in the process of just listening to people and seeing what they want, right? Mm-hmm. And housewares was definitely something that people were into. And so when I sold a few housewares, I was like, hmm, okay. I guess I'll pick up a few more, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so it kind of grew from there. But yeah, we sell records, all kinds of like old Motown records. Oh, cool. Yeah, jewelry. You have any dramatics? Do you know? I don't know if I have oh, any dramatics. I'll look. That. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I know. That. Okay. So we're going to be going shopping. So what yeah. time are you open to? Yeah. Tell everybody where you're located. Yeah. Yeah. So we are in uh, Mexican town at 5449 West Verner Highway. We're just a few blocks down from El Club. And um, we are uh, open every day except Monday, 11 to 7. Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if people want to get a hold of you, how can they? Flamingo Vintage Detroit. All of our social media is under Flamingo Vintage Detroit. Okay. Facebook. We also have FlamingoVintageDetroit.com is our website. Where did oh. the name Flamingo come from? Where did so my yeah. very first pop-up, 
that I ever did, right? I sold a um, bunch of 50s dresses that I didn't wear anymore. So I just like took two clothing racks of my overflow dresses I was never going to wear again and sold them. <laughs> and for decor, I just had these like plastic yard flamingos and I covered them in glitter <laughs> oh, so and funny. put them in the that's front. So <laughs> I put them in the front. I had a little vintage travel trailer. And so I put the little flamingos in the front and people were coming up to me asking if the flamingos were for sale. So I sold them. I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Everything's for sale. Everything's for sale. That is right, awesome. and so I sold all the flamingos, okay. and then a few weeks later, people started calling me the flamingo lady. They oh. were like, "You were that girl with those flamingos in that trailer over there." I'm like, "Yeah, that's yeah. me," and so that's where the name came okay. from. Oh my gosh, I it's love that. That's know. so yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> now, when you when you buy antiques um, from estate sales and stuff like that, do you? Do you ever are you ever curious about the story behind mm. it? Yeah, definitely, especially like wedding dresses cuz I mean, oh, you know, you yeah. want to know, right? right? And old photos and things like that and particularly like when I do buyouts at estate sales, you know, and like buy a bunch of things, then I really want to know where they came from. Do you do you does the story make or break the sale? I have been into some sales where I felt sadness mm. and didn't really want to continue down yeah. that endeavor. She could have cleaned yeah. up at the Motown mansion. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. The estate sale company I worked for did that. They did. Oh, they oh did. good. We were, we were there. I, I worked for Aaron's. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We were there. We yeah, we did a live. Yeah. I got a table from there. Oh, nice. That is crazy. Oh, yeah. She makes up stories all the time. She's like, Barry Gordy and Diana Ross had sex on the stage. I'm like, well, okay. It's all cracked and everything else. And it was in the bedroom, so I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good story. I I thought I'd put a good good spin to it. (laughs) No, I was excited about that piece, though. Yeah. 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 So did you get anything from there? I didn't, actually. No, Mm -hmm. I don't think I was working for them when they had that sale. Okay. But I was working for them after that sale and I had the opportunity to buy some light fixtures from that sale and oh. I considered it and then I was like mm. girl you do not need light fixtures <laughs> right, right. You know? yeah, I wonder if it was those beautiful. light fixtures in the pool house remember when they had oh, all yeah. that stuff in there yep. yeah. swag lamps <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. okay small world I know. <laughs> oh this was so interesting right. it really I can't was wait to see the store I know me too um so we do have a tradition though thank you first of all for taking time out and we appreciate um, all the it. best to you thank you for having me we're excited right. to go shopping I, I want to see the records <laughs> I know you want to see the <laughs> records yes <laughs> I know you do I want to see the folks. All right. explain all our right. tradition so we toss our cookies in whatever way the prongs face. That means that fortune was meant for you. Mm-hmm. We've got our little Detroit. Okay. Oh, oh that mine. one is 100% yours. Yeah. That's yours, Jack. That's mine. Yep. yep. This is Jessica's. I'll lay down there. Tossing it. Oh, oh and this, okay. you tossed it. The song that we're <laughs> going to close the show with is um, it's uh, Justin Timberlake, and it's uh, what goes around. Comes what? around? Yeah, it comes okay. around. I thought yeah. that was good for <laughs> a vintage store, yeah. right? Yeah, it goes around, comes around. around. Yeah. I've never even heard that song, and I thought, well, that's a perfect title. It's more Why of you said the title? I've never heard that song. No. Why, did you? Yeah. I'm oh, like, maybe I did, I don't know. Oh, okay. So okay, go ahead. I'm going first? Yeah. Me? What okay. are we going to add with um, vintage? With vintage clothing. Vintage clothing. New and rewarding opportunities will soon develop for you with... Vintage clothing. Oh. Or with, with flamingo vintage. Oh, yeah. oh with, with flamingo, flamingo vintage. vintage. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank Mine you, says, 
Financial prosperity is coming your way with Flamingo <gasps> Vintage. Yeah. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Go ahead, Nikki. Take the chance while you still have the choice with Flamingo Vintage. Mm. And it, it I'd say you've been doing I know, that. I wish yeah. say she's been I don't doing think that. there's anything that's going right. to stop you from taking yeah. chances. Yeah. You don't seem to be held back uh, by uh, fear anything. or yeah. self-doubt or anything. Which is great. Um, you will soon receive an offer you cannot refuse Ooh. with Flamingo Vintage. That's that dramatic record. <laughs> yeah. 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 I need She's to see. $3,000. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. I just need to see if Team Money's name's on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All That's right. Um, anyway, ready to wrap it up, miss? I'm ready to wrap it up. Mm. I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. Sometimes the only mode of transportation available is a leap of faith. Thanks for taking a leap of faith. And don't forget to check out Flamingo Vintage in Detroit. And you guys are listening to The Nooner Show. We appreciate your support. We hope you get inspired to take a leap of faith. Don't forget to subscribe to The Nooner Show wherever you listen to podcasts. You can like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram at The Nooner Show. Our show today was sponsored by The Parlor in Hadley, Michigan, a music-themed pizzeria where pizza rocks. And also from the makers of Dope water. If you can be anything, why not be dope? Yeah. Yeah. Be dope. Be dope.
other guy Not like them, baby Bridges go burn Now it's your turn It's your turn To cry Tell me a rhythm Go on and just Tell me a rhythm Go on and just Tell me a rhythm Baby, go on and just Tell me Don't have to say what you did. I already know. No chance, you and me. Don't make it Yeah, 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 yeah